All right, guys, we got the intro to the intro again, like we do. Uh, so I want to talk to you about our sponsor, our continued sponsor, not just our sponsor, our continued sponsor. It's none other than Bad Motivator Barrels. You can see them right above my head. That's the Gariana Oak. Anyway, beyond that, let's get into it. So why am I redoing the intro to the intro? Well, Christopher and I from Bad Mill Legacy had talked and uh, yeah, we were doing the Shaman 5. We were like, hey, this is cool. Let's do the Shaman 5. Um, but we realized that it was, it was it's been going well. And thank you to Paul who all, um, you know, picked up a barrel, used the code. We we both appreciate it. It gives us a good kind of diagram of, of who's wanting a barrel and who's not. And uh, thank you to for everybody who came uh, and uh, chimed in on the giveaway. It was amazing. We had a good turnout for that as well. Um, and no, I haven't lost my hair yet. I uh, haven't started treatment, so I haven't lost no hair. <laughs> soon, soon, it's coming. Um, one, of, one of the things we decided is we're gonna do a affiliate link. And so what the affiliate link does is it basically, you click on the link, it tells Ben, uh, Ben, Ben, rest in peace, brother. It tells Chris, um, it tells him that somebody from the podcast is going to the, the website and it knows to ding that. And so like, I get a little bit off of it, but yet he doesn't lose any money on it. Does that make sense? So it's just like the affiliate links from uh, Amazon and stuff like that. Only this is supporting a local company. Not local to me, but local, you know, American company. Um, as as you well know, Badmo makes amazing barrels, small barrels for craft guys, for home distillers, for what, for whoever. I, I use them. I like to take a uh, new make from uh, a local distillery, Andalusia mainly, mostly. Anyway, um, and I take them, put them in there. Like that one is uh, some rum. Yeah. I'm not just whiskey. I like a little rum too. It's a special project. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, um, so you get some white dog, some new make, throw it in there, let it sit for a while, and you have some whiskey, you have some rum, you have some brandy, whatever you want to do. You throw it in there, you're going to get a cool outcome. So think about a bad motivator. Go to badmotivatorbarrels.com. That's going to be the link. It'll have an affiliate thing at the end of it you'll click the affiliate link i'm going to have it on every podcast um, i'm going to try and have it on every post i do if i can manage that um and then you just click on that it'll take you to the website you buy a barrel i get a ding christopher gets a ding winner winner chicken dinner so um again thank you guys all for the support and uh enjoy the podcast because you know it's a banger you know it is. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Today we got a special guest. We have Tim from Shire Distilling, and we're going to talk about uh, basically what what they're all about, the stuff that they're doing. Um, and uh, we just moved, so we might have to have a two part here because uh, we're running a little little uh, tight on time. So. Uh, we're, we're trying to make it work for everybody. So that's, that's how it is. So here, without further ado, here's Tim. 
How's it going, hey, man? How's it going, Randall? Thank it's, you for having me on, first of no, all. No, no problem. No problem. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was because I know you guys are fairly new. I'm not going to say fairly new, but fairly new to the to the Texas whiskey game. And I kind of wanted to get a little bit of per, per your personal background and also your business, uh, your distillery's background. So if you want to start there, uh, that'd be a great. And also uh, plug any of your socials and stuff like that uh, so that people can find you when they want to. Need a drink. Yeah, That's fine. Good. No. Took a <laughs> no, it's all good. Man, we're, we're just loading barrels in a truck, so it was, it was chaotic. Um, <laughs> I come in here all drenched in sweat. I took a quick bird bath, and now here I am on the camera. There but, you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, hey, you can't choose the weather. No, you I'm can't. Just happy we're getting rain down here, man. It's, it's been hot and dry lately, but yes. don't want to get too off topic. Uh, no. About us, I'm Tim Rains. I'm the, the VP of operations and one of the co founders of Shire Distilling. So I handle all the operations side of things. I do the uh, mashing, fermenting, distilling, and okay. try and make sure everything operational-wise in regard to bottling, logistics, all that's going smooth. So I'm one of the co-owners. My father, George, he's uh, one of the co-owners co as well. And then my mother, Lynn, is also okay. a co-owner. The three of us, we started this distillery out, family-owned and operated distillery. So. Sweet. I think uh, about 2017, 2017 okay. is when we, uh, that's when we got our DSP. So that's right. what we like to consider our established date, but that's definitely not, you know, the day where we started running our equipment and, you know, making the first drop of whatever might've been coming off at that time. Right. But, uh, but yeah, 2017, the established date, uh, what got us into this world, I would say is uh, beer making. So that was definitely, I guess, what you would call like the gateway drug for us. Yeah. Uh, my dad, he's been doing beer, wine, mead for many years, up, upwards of 20 years. Okay. Me, I've been in the brew bearing industry or, well, on a hobby level. We've always done it hobby level, not okay. never commercial. And I've been doing it for about 10 years. Okay. And that's definitely what got us into the, the distilled spirits industry. I, uh, I came across distilling. A, a buddy of mine was very into it, and so that went and joined him one day, and that's that's where things really, I guess, got kicked off. I I joined for a distillation uh, session, and I immediately loved it. I mean, I'd already been familiar with a, a lot of the aspects of that world because beer brewing and distilling they're very similar. Yes. Uh, beer, you're making a beer, and then you're distilling it. You know, yeah. that's a very <laughs> simple way of putting it. Right. But, uh, so. And a lot of times the prep work is the hardest part, you know, just like when they say paint a car, you know, uh, prep work is very important and you'll have a good paint job. Well, same in the distilling world. You know, you can be the best distiller in the world, but if you don't know how to make a good mash and ferment it out properly, then it don't matter how good you distill. It comes down to what you're actually distilling. That's so, correct. That's so correct. The, the prep work, the mashing, the fermentation, a lot of that, getting the proper pH levels and, you know, just making sure you have a, a, a good fermented mash. Well, we, we've been doing that part for quite a while. So it, it definitely made the learning curve a lot easier for us as well. So, you know, I, I went and joined a buddy of mine in, in, in the distillation, found out I, I really love it, started getting more into it. I come from an automation background. Okay. So uh, that kind of, I guess, really got the worm growing. I, uh, I started trying to implement my, my automation knowledge into the distilling side of things. And, okay. This was all still with intentions of keeping it very small scale. Like this is in, in mind, I'm I'm thinking hobby level. 
Right. Uh, at the moment, I was still never even thinking commercial. I was thinking like, all right, I already make beer. How about I take it to the next level? I uh, I create my own little automated setup and I, I'll just start cranking out some hooch and see how it goes. Right. But uh, while I was looking for the, the proper equipment to build my little setup, that's when I came across a guy that was selling an, his, his entire distillery, a turnkey operation. Oh, wow. And this was on Craigslist. You know, I, I'm looking <laughs> to do this thing. You know, I'm trying to build something experimental I've never thrown together before. So I'm thinking, <laughs> let's keep it low cost. Let's keep it simple. And so, you know, I'm searching around on Craigslist. That was before Facebook Marketplace was even all that popular. Right. So, yeah, I'm on there and I come across a distillery being sold. At the time, I'm no longer in the automation industry. I'm working oil and gas. I, I, I do, or I was doing oil and gas for Occidental Petroleum. Okay. I was with them for about five years. I joined on with them on the drilling side of operations. And then I, uh, my last year and a half was with the reservoir management team. Wow. So I was with the RMT for about a year and a half. And then I quit my, my good paying, stable job, great <laughs> benefits. I quit that to go full-time into the distilling world. And my dad, he was also working an office job. He uh, He's always been doing more on the IT side of things. He's been doing IT for over 30 years. Wow. So we both come from back, beer making backgrounds. We, we're both currently working office jobs. And now we're starting to enter this realm of distillation. There was still never a plan to go commercial at this point. We're thinking, right. all right, you know, hobby level. Let's, let's have some, some fun with it. Just like yeah. how we're having fun making beer. And once we came across this guy selling his entire distillery, just for shits and giggles, we decided let's drive out there and let's check it out. Yeah. At this point, we had never even been to a distillery. So we drove out there, we we checked it out. We, you know, he showed us the whole operation, the whole process he goes through. And we we're like, damn, I mean, this this feels like such familiar territory to us already. So we were already feeling at home. Long story short, we, we ended up never actually buying his equipment or his setup or any of that. It, the legality side of it, of transferring his distillery to a new location and whatnot, it it had been a bit of a, a troublesome for us. So right. it, it was almost, you know, we'd have to reapply for all the proper permitting, state and federal and whatnot. And so there was no time savings in terms of permitting. So if we had to do that anyways, we figured, you know what? Why don't we truly just start from the ground up? And that's exactly what we did. So we started doing a lot of research. My dad started handling a lot of the, you know, uh, state, federal, everything to get us as a legal functioning distillery. Right. I started focusing on let's find us a location. Let's figure out what equipment we need. Let's get this thing rolling. And, you know, that's kind of what we did. So we, uh, we got some very basic equipment. We hopped into this new uncharted territory to us at the time still working our our office jobs uh you know that's that's our full-time gig and then right after that it's let's hop over to the distillery you know fire up the still get things rolling and so it made for some very long days and so yeah i mean i started thinking to myself you know i was like man there's no you know if we if we're gonna kick off most most small businesses fail for you know early on oh, damn many of them do and I'm thinking they already got such a high failure rate. And if we're only doing this in the background, we're still working our full-time jobs and then trying to grow this thing in the background. I mean, it's even more likely to fail. We, we need to be able to put more of our efforts into this. And so that's where I made the decision to quit my full-time office job 
and I made the fearful leap into 100% into the distilling industry. And so that was uh, July of 2018. Oh, wow. So I don't know, maybe a little over five years, I guess, if my math is right. Right. <laughs> over five years, I've been 100% uh, doing just the distillery now. No more, no more background job or anything like that. Sweet. So it's it, it was scary. It was uh, exciting at the same time too, but uh, the, what I keep telling myself, you know, those the early days of making that transition, those will be the most difficult days. And as long as I keep making it one day further, it should only get easier and easier. And to an extent, that was true until recently. We just went through this big move, and now I feel like we hit the reset button. All that. <laughs> Uh, whatever six seven years of work we put into that building building out a tasting room getting it very presentable and you know operational i mean I, I remember every single project of hooking up glycol lines building out the tasting room how long they all took and then yeah. for the move man it's crazy how quick you can tear it all down yeah. and they're just chopping down all my glycol lines like you know in 30 minutes just like shh, shh, shh. I'm just like, man, this is so much like undoing a lot of hard work. Yeah, the knowledge is still there, you know, right. like how it was put up. And that's, that's something very valuable to bring with yourself to a new location. Right. So if I did it once, I can do it again. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's true. That's part of how I feel about it. I know I'm kind of just ranting on in a straight no, line. No, but no, it, no, I don't it's fine. Any questions or <laughs> anything you had? On so, so, okay. I do, I do have one small question. So, when you were doing it, you know, were, were you doing small test batches before you decided to get the big still and stuff like that? Like, you know, with your buddy or whatever, were you, did you have an idea of kind of what you wanted to do? Was it more, you know, obviously I'll make a bunch of whiskeys and stuff like that, but was it more, we're just trying to make cool stuff or, or did you have an actual process in line from the beginning or was it just kind of, let's see how this thing rolls? So when it, when we first started, we actually started out wanting to make vodka. Okay. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. And yeah. We, we very quickly learned, we were like, man, I just, I didn't feel like there was much craft or uniqueness to vodka, you know? Right. It, it, to me, it just, it, for the most part, a lot of vodkas feel very, they're, they're very, very similar. Yeah. And so... That's when, you know, early on vodka was in our sights and then we we very quickly changed direction where we started gearing ourselves towards whiskeys, more specifically mm -hmm. bourbons. Right. So right now, majority of everything we got in barrels is it shit. I'd say 90 plus percent of it is all bourbons. Okay. We, we do got some corn whiskey uh, sitting in uh, second use barrels. Okay. Aside from the corn whiskeys, we probably got... I think about nine barrels of corn whiskey. Uh, none of those have ever even been released yet. But aside oh, wow. from that, it's, it's all bourbons. Um, and yeah, so bourbon was the big focus. Now, as time goes on, I'm definitely wanting to start, you know, I want to build a, st a stable foundation first. Now I do, well, once we get our equipment set back up again. Right now, man, uh, when we jumped into this building right now, it's pretty sad, man. All our tanks and everything, they're just sitting on the back patio. They're not oh, even in the building. Because right now, it's just like, y'all are going to get in the way. You yeah. know, we're trying, we get our bottling line operational. We want to get, you know, we kind of hit the ground running over here. And so we're trying to keep as much stuff out of the way that we know we're not going to be using this very moment. Right. But hopefully, we'll get the tanks set up sooner than later. We don't even have an operation operating tasting room just yet. Yeah. So... 
Stage one was let's get bottling operations kicked off and going ASAP. Stage two, that's getting the tasting room up and going. We're hoping that'll be sooner than later. We were targeting November 1st, but that's that's going to be completely off. That ain't happening. It's, it's rapid, rapidly approaching, of course. Yeah, yeah no way in hell November 1st is happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so I don't even want to give a date anymore because right. it'll probably just be long again. Mm -hmm. But stage two would be the tasting room where we can have folks start visiting us, uh, you know, trying products and buying bottles and all that good stuff, see where our new location is. And then stage three would be the actual setup of the equipment, mash tun, fermenter, the still, the glycol chiller, the boiler, all that good stuff. And yeah, I feel like I'm kind of just all over the place getting out of order here. I know you had no, asked. It's, you know, it's, it's what, fine. It's fine. What our initial plans were. So our initial plan was vodka, then it quickly switched to want to do whiskeys. We just started uh, dabbling in, in the world of uh, doing bourbons. And a lot of it was just kind of experimental, learn as we go. We yep. also did go to some big distilleries and do training with them. So okay. we started out as Shire Distilling, we started on a 50-gallon like a little copper pot still, basically. And okay. it's a pot still with a thumper and then and then the condenser. Very basic little copper setup. And that's what we started out and right out the gate, man. We were running all our operations on it. And then we started realizing we need something bigger. And so as we were doing our digging for larger equipment, that's where we also started visiting a lot of distilleries to see what the you know what equipment they have how they're running it you know how their operation is going and we'd tell them i mean just we'd be 100 transparent with them you know we started up a little distillery in texas we're tiny 50 gallon still we're looking to grow we want to just come check the place out can we you know send some of these distilleries one specifically up in virginia they were they were okay. awesome they uh they let us spend a week or two with them we, we got to wake up go go in with the distiller in the morning and straight up just run operations but on a much larger scale and so right. tons of knowledge from from that experience there they they were running multiple stills at the same time all all different sizes i think there was like a 2000 gallon a 1000 a 500 and then a 300 and they would typically they'd fire all all four stills up and run them all simultaneously so we we, we got to learn uh via that which which was pretty neat and it really helped build a, a more structured plan and direction in our brains like okay so what do we think our output will be what do we think it'll be in x amount of years what size still do we want that's where we zeroed in on going with a 600 gallon still oh wow and okay. so we've been operating on a 600 gallon for the past several years now wow so we got we got one 600 gallon for uh, mash ton then we go down the line we got two 600 gallon fermenters and then we got the 600 gallon still so kind of the way we we do we do things our operations in cycles where we'll make a mash we'll pump it over the fermenter next day we make a mash put it in the second fermenter and then the third day we'll actually make a mash and we'll ferment inside the mash tun oh wow. so we, okay. we, we got cooling and heat heating routed to the jacket of our mash tun okay so the mash tun does cooling and heating the fermenters only do cooling and then the still only does heating so We'll have three 600-gallon fermentations all going on at the same time. And then, of course, the first one will finish first. We pump it over to the still, and we strip it. Second one finishes the next day, we strip it, and so forth. So we strip all three of them. And that gives us enough low wines where we can charge our still, our 600-gallon still, and uh, have a nice, healthy uh, spirit run.
Sweet. So that's kind of how how our equipment is set up now. In the future, we definitely we'd, we'd like to get another still, a bigger one that we would only use for stripping. We'd also like to get more uh, fermentation vessels so we can actually have more fermentations going on at the same time and so forth. A, a bigger mash tun would be nice. <laughs> Man, <laughs> more room and bigger equipment, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. the same, same thing damn near anyone wants. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's preaching to the choir here. Yeah, exactly. And and it, it's kind of funny you say that. I just uh, today went to Andalusia Whiskey, and uh, I hadn't seen their new setup. They got a new stripping still and a bunch of new fermenters and stuff like that. So, like, they're running nonstop. You know, they're just running. As soon as they can mash in, they're pumping it, and then they do the same thing. They have, like, three or four, I don't know, it might be 1,500-gallon uh, fermenters, and they're just, and they're pumping them to the stripping still, but they still have that 250, I think it's 250-gallon finishing still, and yeah. uh, they just pump it into there, and it makes enough for one barrel, well, yeah, you know, it's and it's like like you're saying, you're just kind of just uh, it's like Legos. You're just adding on to it until until you get to where you're like, okay, I think this is good for a little bit. Then you like recruit <laughs> some more money and do some more. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's that's it's how it really, is, man. Yeah, you just yeah. keep adding on. You you keep trying to optimize the operation as well. That's what yeah, I come from the automation background. I'm trying right. to make everything optimized and running as efficiently as possible. Because at the end of the day, it'll save time and it'll save cost. As long as we can do it where we're not sacrificing quality, that's right. the goal right there. So if there's something that normally would take us five days, six days to accomplish, right. now we can start knocking out in maybe three or four. I mean, that adds up yeah. over time. So 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 quick quick question. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but like on your on your fermentations, about how long are they lasting normally on a normal fermentation? Uh, we're we're sitting in there for upwards of seven days. Okay. So that now it definitely isn't taking the full seven days for the most mm -hmm. part what we're doing is we notice in four to five days fermentation finishes and then we'll let it sit for a few extra days trying to let it sour a little bit okay. not too much and then uh from there boom we're hopping over to the store okay. and and uh you say you're mainly on your whiskey side you're mainly doing bourbon is that correct yeah majority of everything is bourbon but they're not all the same mash bills let me put oh, that okay. way i mean so we actually, let's see, we we do got some, I, I did forget about the rye whiskeys also. We do oh, got wow. some very high content rye whiskeys. Uh, they're, they're roughly 82% rye. Okay. And so those obviously are not bourbons, but uh, right. those those in the corn whiskeys, I think, are the only non-bourbons we have. Right. But we, we, we got some, we, we've experimented around with a lot of different mash bills. Right now, they're, they're in the aging stages right now. We got a... We got some four grain aging out. We got we got some different corn rye barley mash bills that, that are aging out. Uh, we got different, we, we do got some higher rye content that are still bourbons. And then of course we got the 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 very high rye content, rye whiskeys. Uh, we got the corn, we got a weeded bourbon that's aging. So we, we got some stuff in the works, man. I, I can't spill all the surprises. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll save, we'll save that for the next one. Um, yeah, we, we do some fun stuff. We, <laughs> we, we always trying to experiment around with finishes as well. So like one that was a big hit was our Percheron. Absolutely. Percheron is a, a toasted French oak finish. And so that's something we've been doing for several years and it, that's remained one of our top sellers as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and especially for me, especially that cast strength one, the, oh man, that one, that one blew my socks off because, and of course, 
I was only able to try a sample at like the whiskey fest or whatever. Um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. Cause I've been looking for your guys' bottles on the shelf and of course can't find, I might've seen one in passing maybe at a total wine, but I'm not, I'm not certain. And of course I'm not too far away from you, probably about five or six, five hours or so. But, um, but yeah, I don't think it even makes it up this high. I guess it gets it gets bought out before it gets to to where I'm at. But well, that, that pressure on cast strength, that one never that one never goes on shelves. That's only oh, that's a, distiller a distillery. Only. And well, that's probably why. <laughs> on average, we're I mean we've only done two releases of it, and it's been we do a barrel per year basically. Right. A release of that that might scale up in the near future, but for now we've been keeping it at just one barrel per year. And yeah, so that's always been more of a, a, a limited uh, distillery release only. Right. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, no. And and like I said, I won't keep you and we will definitely have to do uh, part two uh, to where we can get more into the process and the future of, I mean, now that y'all have are working on expansion, I'd like to see you know, even if you want to walk around and show us your, your still and stuff like that, that would be a, that would be a cool, uh, a cool little side. And maybe depending you know uh my my viewers know that i'm going through some some health stuff right now so hopefully in the very near future i can get over there and maybe we can do a live and uh kind of do a walkthrough on everything but uh you know that's lord willing of course and all this uh but yeah. um but yeah um go ahead and give us your any socials that you want to promote and uh i know you don't have a tasting room but uh if you want to you know get people over to uh when it's open, get people over there. Uh, obviously, your website and stuff like that. Go ahead, go ahead and give us all that. Yeah, we just got shiredistilling.com. That's our website. Shire Distilling on, you know, we're on social media like Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay. I think I don't, I don't go on social media much. I think I think it's uh, just Shire Distilling Co. I think I think it is. I think it is. But yeah, yeah you, you search it up and you'll see the horse logo. I don't know. Yep. You'll see that horse. And if you see that horse, you know it's us. But yeah, you you can find us on our website and social media. And then yeah, definitely once we get things a little more set up here, you're more than welcome to come out. Right now, it's not much to see. I mean, <laughs> like I said, a lot of our tanks are on the back patio. Yeah. Our still is not even together. I mean, the the column is taken down and separated. The 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 helmet and the the copper helmet that goes on top of the still is pulled off as well. So a lot of our stuff is just dismantled and sitting in the corner, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, right now, the next stage, we, we want to get the tasting room operational. Now that the bottling line is going, now we want the tasting room going because we would love for folks to at least start coming out and visiting us and be able to right. get their hands on our products. We, we do got products also that we that will do as specialty distillery only releases. Right now, we can't do those. So right. like we, we, right. we, we've we been holding on to a Tejas uh, collaboration with Jake. Yep. Uh, we, we, we got it bottled up. You know, it's, it's an awesome product. Uh, we, I think we brought a little sample of it to the Bastards Ball this yep. year. Yeah, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't able to make it to the Bastards Ball, but I, um, anything that Jake is, is attached to, you know, it's going to be some yeah. good stuff. So. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a fun product and it's yeah. some of our uh, rye whiskey and we haven't even released a rye whiskey yet, but that's that's what awesome. part of this is. It's a rye finished in a, a Jamaican style rum, French oak rum cask. So pretty pretty yeah. wild and fun, but man, we're, we're so eager to get that released and get some other releases going. So hopefully sooner go. than later. You know, right. in, in our minds, we're thinking a move will be quick, but man. It, ne it never is. It, it never is. <laughs> it yeah. never is. All right. Well, I won't keep you any longer. 
And uh, to all my listeners, thank you for sticking in and uh, t- stay tuned for the part two on this one. You know, we're going to have one. Uh, it might be a little while so they can get all their setup going, but uh, we will definitely uh, have Tim back on and we can kind of go through some more stuff because I want to hear some more about these products and uh, you know what they're doing with stuff. So uh, y'all, y'all be good. And as always, keep your spirits up.